now serving butter and bacon. The good stuff. Butter and Bacon Sports-tacular for mid-November, since we don't do these weekly anymore. Uh, I am your commissioner, Dean, as always, joined by your co-commissioner, Yo Pauly NJ. Pauly, how's the weather treating you down in Jersey? Oh, the weather outside is frightful. Uh, we just how's had the that. fire? Yeah, it, uh, it's uh, not present. <laughs> yeah. If uh, it was on, it would be delightful. Though. Yes, it would. Yes, it would. Uh, yeah, we just had that bad nor'easter that um, I guess the Northeast decided to not prepare for. Um, I got home fine. Nothing but rain at my house. I guess you had some snow in Connecticut. But um, in between us in the New York City region, terrible, brutal, brutal weather. Yeah, they got, they got whacked pretty hard. We, we, got a, we got it okay. We got maybe five inches of snow, that's, a little over. That's good. But then overnight, it rained and, and it got warmer. So when I yeah. woke up this morning, it was less than five inches. So. One of those weird storms where there was actually more snow on more snow on the ground when I went to bed than when I woke up. Yeah, that's odd. Um, but we did prepare in that I brought the snowblower up from the shed. Nice. I brought the corn bags down to the shed. Nice. I forgot to get the shovels out of the shed. No. <laughs> and you so can't we are not shoveling everything. <laughs> yes. Well, I didn't do any of it yet, so we're gonna let uh, Mother Nature melt this one out. But, I think that works. Uh, also coming off a deep freeze is our recording of this show. Yes. And, you know, a lot has changed since we last talked, but then again, not much has changed. The, uh, the standings have all grown, and for two teams, that essentially means clinch their division. Yeah. For three teams, and maybe a fourth, <laughs> that essentially means welcome to the loser's bracket. And for the rest of the league, it means uh, you got a lot to play for the next three weeks. So I think we're gearing up for an exciting time in fantasy football as well as regular football. Unless you're a Jets fan like me, Ooh. and or a Bills fan like you. For uh, that we, yeah, but <laughs> what was last week's game, sir? That was us getting closer to a top five draft, <laughs> and us getting and further new, away, <laughs> and, and a new coach. <laughs> well, there's that. Um, so we aren't changing any coaches on the league this year, at least not mid-season. But no. uh, some may want to retire after this season, Scott Corf. But uh, Ooh. I hope I hope he's back next year. But this was not his year, so. We pretty much have the halves, and that would be your nine and one squads, Project Badass, and the Monkey. I told you the Monkey was good. Uh, yep. They're both crushing their divisions right now. Three game leads. And then we have the teams that I do not believe will be in the playoff picture Scott's Cruisers, the Fran Dogs, and the one and nine Radical Islam. And then the uh, the four and six team, the one I mentioned, might be on the brink of being out of it. That one's a little near and dear to your heart, Paul. That is your Knights of Wren. Uh, sitting at four and six, and I mention that not because you're really close to out of the playoffs. No, you're only you're two games behind the three seed. I know. So the whole middle of our league is packed together. Parity. So given that backdrop, that the majority of our league right now is sitting four and six to six and four, and either somewhere between the three and the eleven seed, uh, the next few weeks are going to be huge for basically everybody involved. And I think it makes sense now. Let's take a look at some of those week eleven matchups. Yeah. Let's start with your game, Paul. No. You are facing me. Yes. 
And uh, if we had recorded this yesterday, I'd be telling you how I'm so happy that Aaron Jones got the starting gig in Green Bay finally because I thought he was their most talented running back. Uh-huh. But since we're recording this on Friday, I can tell you I'm really happy that Aaron Jones got the starting <laughs> gig in Green Bay because he put up 27 points last night. Yeah, I'm watching the game, and you know, I, I, I actually had a, a, a side bet going that I put down five bucks that um, in our legal sports betting now in New Jersey that – Aaron Rodgers would throw 300 yards, check. Have three touchdowns, no. And win the game, no. So the first half, I was very happy. But then I noticed, as I pulled up my fantasy, Mr. Jones on your team. And I became significantly less happy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's one of those things where if you just catch a quick glimpse and you say, oh, he only ran for 40 yards. That's not very good. Yeah, but... Caught a bunch of passes, scored twice, and has me out to a uh, 32 to 10 lead. You got some points out of your defense. Unfortunately for you, Jimmy Graham broke his thumb last night. Yeah, that wasn't good. I mean, one reception for 13 yards. So uh, yeah, not not good to have a tight end that doesn't perform. It's not good to have any player that doesn't perform. <laughs> um, I do have, however, um, some things that I'm looking forward to. Uh, Drew Brees playing in Philly. That'll be fun. Philly's defense is a shadow of his former self. Um, and, uh, then I've got the Robert Woods versus Kareem Hunt playing in the same game on Monday night. First of all, that game was supposed to be in Mexico city on Monday night between the chiefs and the Rams that got moved because Mexico city, uh, the stadium decided to schedule a, a, uh, concert that had people all over the field two weeks before the game. And unlike what they do at other famous venues with grass, I'm looking at you, Gillette Stadium, that puts down a platform over the grass. <laughs> they well, decided, they for it. <laughs> no, nah, there's no platform. Now, I'm kind of surprised that the NFL, because of all of the things that went on, didn't spring for like, you know, how much could it cost? $200,000 to put a platform down over the grass? One would think that uh, somebody, chump- somebody involved, would have thought, "Let's try, let's prep for this." I mean, I mean, that's a that's a Vontez perfect fine these days. <laughs> so, come on, that's just that's just poor planning on the NFL's uh, side. So the game got moved to Los Angeles, which you think would benefit the Chargers, except the Chargers, thinking they were going to play in Mexico City. <laughs> was in Colorado Springs training at high altitude because Mexico City is over a mile high. Right, right. So now they've got – they're completely off schedule. All the travel arrangements have to be made. The the uh, the Chiefs all season have been bucking the conventional wisdom of going to the place they're going to play. They've been basically flying in like the night before or maybe two days before and just showing up playing the game and leaving. It's been working well for them <laughs> because they have, yeah, one, right? they have one loss. <laughs> So it's kind of going to be interesting. It's almost like even though this is a Chargers home game, not Chargers, Rams home game, that the Chiefs have an edge. So all of that being said, I'm hoping that Kareem Hunt and Robert Woods get into a shootout, (laughs) which will benefit me. Um, You have a favorable matchup, on the other hand, looking at Mr. Matt Ryan going against the Dallas defense. And while Dallas as a team has been playing better, the defense is yards and yards and yards and yards and yards. You're for Niles and Niles and Niles. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Uh, the other thing, you do have a player in the Rams Chiefs sweepstakes with Travis Kelsey, so that scares me. Um, you already had Jones go off. 
Um, the, and, the one I'm looking on my team is the newly acquired Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah. I'm, Fa- I'm, facing I'm, the 11 cones that Tampa puts out there for defense. He has had a resurgence, and it has everything to do with the Giants' offensive line. Eli has more than a second and a half to throw. Finally. He had some open throws to Beckham last week. I could have caught. And I can't catch the football. <laughs> I'm also short. But, I mean, that, you know, yeah. So, yeah, Tampa Bay's defense leaves a lot to be desired. But I really think the key to this game is going to be, can Jacksonville's vaunted defense, which hasn't been vaunted, stop your draft day genius in Connor, the Pittsburgh running back? <laughs> Who I tried to get you to pick. <laughs> you did. Two mistakes of my draft day. Well, there's more than two, but uh, I opened the draft saying that I probably would have taken David Johnson over Todd Gurley, and yeah. I tried to get you to take James Conner instead of me taking him. It's going to be interesting. I have a bit of an uphill climb, though. Well, I did not have the best Thursday night performance. That belongs to the Fran Dogs because he has Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, and he now has a 56-18 to 18 point lead over Totally Radical Islam. Yeah, so, uh, you know, Fran Dogs kind of nearly put me out of playoff contention by beating the pants off me last week. Um, one thing I will note, though, that, you know, maybe maybe you can hear this before it's too late, but um, San Francisco has a bye. Might want to pull Alfred Morris, but um, might not need it because Totally Radical Islam uh, has a win this season. A win. A win. He does have Fournette back. So that, that's definitely going to help him. Uh, Mitch Trubisky has actually been coming on. Chicago, <laughs> we've been talking about it all season. Chicago's rounding out to be more than just a defensive team. Uh, they're, they're really doing well. Um, yeah, they're legitimately good on offense and defense. Yep. Um, I think really the wild card in this game is going to be how, how well Tariq Cohen does uh, for Chicago. I mean, he's kind of Chicago heavy. But, um, you know, if, if Cohen can do what he has done this season – um, against that Minnesota defense, uh, it's going to be a very interesting game here. Yeah, the other guy on the Islam side, you know, I, I loved when he started his draft with Fournette and Cook, and I thought he had two stud running backs to go. And both of them have been missing time, not playing, not effective. But Cook is back as well. I think they're still easing him in a little bit, but uh, that is a dangerous player to have sitting there in your flex spot. So this could be a real high-scoring game when it's all said and done, especially if we get uh, Alfred Morris on the bench and somebody else in the lineup. All right, Game 3 sees the Staggering Pigs taking on Scott's Cruisers in what projects to be a pretty close matchup. Uh, one player from last night's game, and that was seven points put up on the pig side from Seattle running back Mike Davis. Yes. Uh, but this matchup to me starts at the quarterback spot. What do you think about Cam Newton versus Matt Stafford? You know, Cam Newton really has been rounding into an MVP-type season. Uh, he's playing like the Cam of, what, like three or four years ago? Um, and I, I hate to say this, I think a lot of that has to do with the new rules against tackling or touching or looking at Crossley, a quarterback. <laughs> um, I, I mean, he, he used to get absolutely annihilated, and I do believe that the calls that Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers would get don't get called when it happens to Cam, because Cam is like 6'8", um, and easily 270 pounds. Um, however... That being said, he's connecting on passes. He is running for first downs. He's actually getting out of bounds instead of trying to get an extra five yards. So, you know, maybe that comes with age. Um, but, yeah, Cam, Cam is playing well. He's playing against Detroit. 
which is the quarterback for Scott's Cruisers. So, you know, Stafford going up against the Carolina defense, which has been playing um, as advertised. It's going to be kind of interesting. You don't really hear much about the Detroit receivers anymore. But, you know, Stafford's still Stafford. He can make stuff happen. Yeah, and the other one on the cruiser side that I'm looking at is that aforementioned David Johnson because yep. they finally fire, fired their offensive coordinator. Yep. Which made me feel really old, by the way, because did you hear who their new offensive coordinator is? No. By- Byron Leftwich, who I used to start what? as my fantasy quarterback. What? <laughs> it's bad yeah. enough Mike Vrabel is the head coach of right? uh, Tennessee, <laughs> but oh, man, come on. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of crossover in this game because Newton on one side, while Devin Funchess is on the other. Yeah, and, and Greg Olson. Starting, yeah, Cruisers are starting Matt Stafford. They're also starting Carolina's defense. Yes. <laughs> so that won't be an interesting one to see play out. Uh, the next matchup sees the Duckburg Canucks taking on Scott's Cava del Tequila. Uh, only one guy went so far, and that was uh, on the Canucks side. Unfortunately, Mr. Valdez Scantling did not get open very often and did not get looked at very frequently. Well, so he had just one catch. It's kind of tough. I'm not sure if you watched the game. I'm not sure Aaron Rodgers was looking at him much because they had a wide receiver screen for him where Mr. Valdez Scantling just kind of stood there and watched the ball go flying past him because he was supposed to be running. And you could tell. (laughs) You could tell. It, this is not a point where, oh, Aaron Rodgers missed through the ball. No, no, no. It's a wide receiver screen. You're supposed to catch it while running. The other thing that Mr. Valdez-Scantling did, and this is getting a little bit inside football, but whatever, on an 18-yard run, he did an illegal block in the back away from the play that didn't matter. So, well, those I are two good the, ways what, to get yourself a – in trouble with the coach, and be in trouble with your quarterback. Yeah, yeah. And with a guy like Aaron Rodgers and with a team like Green Bay with that many weapons, um, as we've talked about with points that have been scored, yeah, 1.8 points is about right for that kind of performance. But we're not here to talk about that. This, again, Jared Goff, Phillip Rivers. Wow. Just wow. I mean, Denver's defense has proven to stop no one. Um, But... I did hear uh, on the radio, Philip Rivers is something like 2-12 and 12 in the last seven years against Denver. Wow. Which is, uh, there's a couple things there. One, wh- what? Um, but but two, what? But three, if he's losing, he'll be throwing, which is good for fantasy. That's very good for fantasy. <laughs> the other thing is that law of averages says that a quarterback like Rivers will not continue that trend forever. It just doesn't happen in the NFL. Yeah, uh, and you know, with, with these two teams, that's only the second highest profile matchup because I'm right. looking at the row down below that. Yeah. And you have Todd Gurley and Alvin Kamara opposing each other. Yep. Yep. And Todd Gurley in that aforementioned Rams-Chiefs Monday night game. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be really interesting to see. The, the Chiefs defense has proven to be, you know, you said that Tampa Bay had 11 cones. Um, I think the Chiefs defense is seven cones out there. <laughs> um, so, so they've got they've got some guys that can play, but but for the most part, it's um, it's who has the ball last wins. The other thing that's very interesting to me for Scott's Cavadil Tequila, um, the best wide receiver in the league right now, Adam Thielen. Yes. Um, going up against Chicago in Chicago, uh, we had already talked about that game. Um, yeah, I mean it, it's it's. it's this game hasn't hasn't uh, while it's while it's deemed to be close, um, only about twenty what twenty six points separating the two. 
I think it's going to be higher scoring than they're predicting, 103 and 129. I think this this has a propensity to be more like in the 150s for both teams. I agree. And then uh, Duckburg, just get yourself out there, get a, get a kicker. Yeah, get a uh, kicker. <laughs> points are going to matter in this one. Yeah. And, uh, and they need as many as they can get after Valdez-Scantling uh, started them off a little bit in the hole on Thursday night. And not for nothing, you may want to put that Steelers defense in. Just an idea. Oh, instead of uh, – Instead of the Rams? Instead of the Rams against the Chiefs. <laughs> yeah, that, that'd be interesting. Jacksonville is prone to the turnover. So, as I flip to the next game, and I see Project Badass taking on the Monkey, uh, we know the Monkey's 9-1. and one. We know the Badass is doing pretty well, too. Yeah. I didn't expect a point spread difference here of 47. Yeah. <laughs> it's, so, um, yeah, and, and not in the way you'd think. Um, no, the... the uh, 150 to 103 is the projection right now. The badass will drub the monkey. Yeah, I mean, according to this, but I mean, I got, I got to say, looking at the matchups, you're getting into the point of the season too, where the schedule, the NFL schedule makers have started to put in rival games. Those games tend to be lower scoring because the teams know each other. Um, I mean, I'm looking at this: Andrew Luck against Tennessee. Tennessee just beat the pants off of the Patriots. Like, not even like. From the beginning, beat the pants off the Patriots. I don't think, however, they're going to have as much luck against Andrew Luck. Um, the Indianapolis offense has been playing very well. But, again, it's a rivalry game. So, you know, who, who knows how that's going to go. Uh, looking down the list, I mean, Emmanuel Sanders going against the Chargers. Uh, Denver, can their offense get on track? That might all roll around what happens with the running back. But, uh, you know, Denver has been so hot and cold, and the record shows it. I think, what are they, uh, they're three They're three and six? Something like that. Sounds, don't, don't offhand, sounds about right. Yeah, sounds about right. I might be off by a game or two. Um, you know, uh, Vanit for Seattle really had nothing. One reception for 17 yards, so that's the only scoring in this game, 2.7 for the monkey. Uh, but, you know, uh, Kenny Galladay, you know, we talked about, you know, Detroit, the receivers kind of being invisible. Galladay needs to come up if they have any chance of beating Carolina. Um, going to the other side, Chiefs defense, get that out of here. Badass. You're probably better off putting in no defense. And I know the commissioner <laughs> will yell at you. Yes, um, I will. But, you know, it all starts at the top two positions, Patrick Mahomes and Melvin Gordon. I mean, uh, I, there's – so you can go three deep. You got Julio next. Yeah, and Julio Jones, which you know, when 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 you have a team as deep that Julio Jones doesn't make my top two, right? <laughs> um, yeah, um, somebody that could be maybe one of the difference makers is um, you know Zach Ertz against the New Orleans defense. New Orleans defense has done a little bit better, but Philly is not playing well, offensive or defensive. Really not good to play uh, bad defense against the Saints. Super not good to play bad defense against the Saints in New Orleans. That's not going to work out well. Zach Ertz is such a difference maker because he's so much better than the rest of the tight ends in the league. Yes. Yeah, those top couple are good, but, I mean, he is just elite. He's had one game under 10 points. He put up 42 last week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, and, you know, Nick Vinette is is not a terrible tight end, but, uh, you know, when you start off your tight end is 2.7 and you look on the other side and it's Zach Ertz, yeah. The monkey does have a hill to climb here. Yeah, he does. So, you know, maybe this point spread is warranted. Uh, you know, looking at these two teams, but, man, I w I'm not going to put it past the monkey to uh, make this a much closer game. 
All right. Well, in our next game, the point spread will be closer if Make It Pink makes adjustments because she has a wide receiver and a tight end on the bye. So right now, the tap room are projected for a little bit more than 30-point victory. Yeah, and uh, here we got two 5-5 five and five teams. You know, this really could go a long way for that playoff seeding. Um, and, you know, the, the loser of this might have a uh, hill to climb because they'd have to get over me. Ha-ha! But, um, I mean, look, look, at, look at these players. You know, you got Wentz, Carson Wentz, throwing to the aforementioned Mr. Ertz. Um, you know, that's always going to be there. Again, it's, it's New Orleans. That defense is solvable. Christian McCaffrey is, he touches the ball almost as much as any quarterback in the league. And he's a running back who catches more than he runs. So, I mean, his his fantasy value is huge. Then you've got Antonio Brown. I mean, uh, there's not, you know, again, here you have a team three deep with with the top three all being. I mean, you could argue Wentz maybe not in the top 10 at the position, um, at least not now. But, you know, with McCaffrey and Brown, definitely top 10, if not top five um, in the position. Um, looking down, Jack Doyle is having a pretty good season. You know, you're talking about tight ends. Um, Doyle's pretty good. He seems to be the go-to safety valve for Andrew Luck. Um, the Ravens' defense playing against Cincinnati. The Ravens don't like Cincinnati. Like, no. just, just the, that's... That's a bad blood game. That's a bad blood game. And so I, I fully expect the Ravens' defense to get a whole bunch of penalties and probably some turnovers. So that could be kind of the spoil sport over there. But then we look on the other side of the ball. And I got to say, Washington, quietly at 6-3, and leading the NFC East. I don't think anybody predicted this. I think people were saying Philly, of course, and maybe Dallas. I think everybody was seeing the Giants for what they are, kind of a rebuild year, uh, particularly with how their offensive line is played. But um, Smith is a great fit for that team. He's a great fit for that offense. And he's going up against Houston, which their defense is not um, what has been advertised outside of the two pass rushers. Um, You know, really, you know, Smith has an opportunity to have another big game. Ezekiel Elliott, um, with Dak Prescott back to throwing the ball, Elliott is back to being less of a focal point for the defense, which can only help him. A lot of buys. Uh, good one's on a bye. Get him out. Gronk is on a bye and may be injured, so he shouldn't be in there anyway. Uh, so, Kristen, if you hear this, come on, make some changes. Make this a closer but, game. But if she does, I mean, Alshon Jeffrey on the bench, John Ross yep. is on the bench. There yep. are receivers out down there that are going to make a difference. Going to have to grab a tight end off the wire to back up Gronk. But uh, this could be a really good game, and like you said, goes a long way towards determining who's going to be in the playoffs. Really does. All right, last matchup, the Campbell Shamble taking on the Dapper Donalds. You might have to call him the Campbell bye week. Yeah. McCoy, Gore, Breida, all three running backs, sit down. Yeah. Uh, Cardinals defense, sit down. They're not on a bye, but sit down. (laughs) Well, they're facing Oakland, though. Uh, Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Oakland, fire sale. Um, Dapper Donalds, again, Saquon Barkley is the Giants right now. The guy is awesome. Um, Roethlisberger appears to be playing like his five, seven years ago. Um, Shepard, I mean, you tell me, is he just there to make two critical third down catches and then go sits on the bench? All right. So you're old like me, so I can make this analogy. Go for it. I view him as no better than John Taylor. Okay. To Jerry Rice. Yep. 
That's John Taylor always had a couple big catches each game. And again, I'm old and played fantasy back then. I'd always draft John Taylor. Never worth starting. Now, Shepard's a little bit better. He's a little bit more of a possession receiver than that. And he's had a couple monster games. I mean, he put up 160 yards against Atlanta a few weeks ago, had 10 catches against New Orleans early in the year. So he's a little more capable. Um, but I agree with you. I mean, when I'm thinking about the Giants offense, well, number one, it's going through Barkley. Number two, it's going to Odell Beckham Jr. Number three is going to look back at Barkley. Number four is going to check Jr. again. <laughs> then he might go to the tight end. And if he doesn't get sacked, then it's going to Shepard. I mean, yeah. I mean, and again, I'm going back to last week's game against the the 49ers. I mean, Shepard had some great catches, but it was like, wait, he was in the, he was in the game. It it, it just surprises me. Um, another guy that you always know is in the game, Larry Legend, Larry Fitzgerald, yes. going up against Oakland, um, maybe for the last time. I don't know. I'm just spreading a rumor now. Um, <laughs> but you know, interesting here, Adrian Peterson, again playing for that Washington team that is sneaking up on everyone. Peterson says he feels fully healthy. He's been kind of nicked up a little bit here or there. He goes out, he gets injured, and he, he limps off like, oh, my God, his leg's going to fall off. But then he's back in the next week. So um, I don't know what kind of unicorn blood he's been drinking, but it's been working. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the last spot to look at here, I think, is, uh, is that tight end because that fire sale in Oakland may just open up things even more for Jared Cook. Yeah. And he's been he's been really good this year. Um, Jared Cook is on that list of, oh, you know, Amari Cooper and other guys that I thought were going to blossom into stars that never quite got there and just disappointed year after year. But yeah, Jared yeah. Cook's a top five tight end, and so I think he could make a big difference in this game. Well, who else uh, does Carr have to throw it to anymore? The running back. He throws to Richard a lot. Ah, that's but, true. Yeah, but, okay, so, but so you're Carr's right. turning I into mean, Captain Checkdown. Yeah, he's, he's Alex Smith, just oh, in better weather. Every Bills quarterback. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> again, in better weather. <laughs> um, yes. But yeah, I mean, this is two six and four teams. The previous game was two five and five, so we're going to have a lot of things shake out. Well, and we got the to, to two weeks. nine and ones playing each other. I mean, not that yeah. that matters for the playoff standing, but I mean, we, we got a lot of games that have meaning. Uh, the Canucks and Cava del Tequila, again, five and five, five and five. Um, you know, the two of us, four and six, six and four, if I beat you, I'll be five and six. You'll be six and five. I'm still oh, behind if you're, five you. and, if you're five and six or better next week, you are in the running. There's that's no right. Question. Any, any team that's made that benchmark is in the running. If you lose or anyone, you know, four and seven and down, you're, you're going to be out. Yeah. I mean, pretty much the only matchup that theoretically is a mismatch is the staggering pigs at five and five against Scott's cruisers, two and eight. Sorry, Scott, we just keep bagging on you, but we're going to keep bagging <laughs> on you because you're two and eight. And, and yet he's favored to win. Right. So. <laughs> Uh, you know, as an FFL owner, I'd rather be 9-1, but as someone who's just rooting for a fun league and playing the role of commissioner, I think it's awesome to see this many teams still in it this late in the season. Love it. All right. Well, let's see if we can uh, try to check in next week or the week after, Paulie. We'll take a, week, take a look and see how this week and the rest is going. And, of course, we do have the playoffs coming up after week 13. Top six teams will make it. Bottom eight, you will be in the consolation bracket where you will compete for lovely party gifts. Uh, Shoreline Tap Room against (laughs) Metroville Heroes every week. It'll be a four-week glorious finale. (laughs) Give them a name. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we'll see you next week. This has been The Good Stuff. Thank you for listening to Butter and Bacon.